0: Yeah. The good news is finally here, friends. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3:16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And hello, everyone, and welcome to a program, The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co host, Nathan Jones, where we're Lamb, Lie, and Ministry. And we thank you for being part of today's program, as we have a great program prepared for you today that we've titled Dead Bones Come Alive as we look at Ezekiel chapter 13. 37. For those who are following us on social media, I would love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us as well. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer.
1: Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word as we get into Ezekiel 37 a little deeper. And Lord, we pray that you'll just bring your revelations to our hearts and minds so that we may marvel, Lord, at all that you've planned and are doing your infinite wisdom and guidance, and your infinite love for salvation. Thank you, Jesus, in Christ, in your precious name. Amen.
0: Amen. Again, you're tuned into to 2 3 we Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. Thank you for joining us for our message title. Again, Dead Bones Come to Live. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nate, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Dr. Vic. How you doing, sir?
0: Oh, I'm doing fantastic. And a great afternoon it is here in the Daytona Beach area, Nathan. The weather is fantastic and uh, the usual 90-plus degrees Florida time.
1: Oh, very nice. Yeah, here in Texas, we finally broke our record heat wave this summer. Uh, brother, I saw one week I got in my car and the thermometer on my car said 123 degrees. Now, we're in the Dallas, Texas area, and you would think we were out there in Death Valley. But uh, it broke, and we're down into actually fall temperatures, and I'm just praising God for the relief.
0: 123, Nathan. That is, man, you were almost actually really cooking.
1: Well, you know, it's wild, too, because there's been, obviously, a, a lot of increasing natural disasters. I was reading one article about how we've had 11 major floods just in the months of August and September all around the world. And uh, uh, it's interesting that, of course, the world, since it's godless, doesn't see that God had prophesied in the end times that he'd be using these natural disasters to wake us up and also uh, bring us closer to him and to let us know that he's coming soon. So, of course, you know, they're blaming climate change. But what just cracks me up, it's like, oh, no, since 1923 or something, the Earth's temperatures increased 0.3 degrees. Like 0. 0.3 degrees, this is a big deal for you all. I don't know about you, man, but uh, No, it's it's not global, global warming. God is in control of the weather, but right now the weather's going crazy and I'm just thanking him for the cooler temperatures he's given us.
0: That that's right, Nathan. Good thing that we, we believe in Bible prophecy and signs of the weather because it's the same here in Florida. And, and Nathan, but you know, and, and it's amazing though, because we have so many individuals that do not tie these things together. And uh, speaking of which, our website and our ministry is full of resources for individuals to be able to look at all this information and articles and that we have put together in the past. And if someone is new, Nathan, maybe they're not sure how to get a hold of that, will you be able to share with them how they can get these resources?
1: Well, absolutely. Well, folks, uh, uh, we invite you to come to our website at christinprophecy.org. There you'll find all the layman line ministries. Articles, videos, magazines, pamphlets, newsletters, uh, social media. You can even download the Lamb Lion app. We have a wealth of Bible prophecy teaching information to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ, to get you excited about his soon return, and give you hope for the future. So I invite you to check us out at ChristinProphecy.org or download the Lamb Lion app.
0: Oh, yes. And, and uh, we encourage you to take advantage of these resources. I, it, they will open up your eyes to the reality of the times in which we're living it and what's really going on around the world from a biblical uh, uh, Bible prophecy perspective. And that's what we, you and I do, right, Nathan? We always try to point everything back to the Word of God so that when people
1: find themselves in a jam, they know where to turn to. Absolutely. The Bible is the ultimate truth. You know, we live in a time where truth is, as Kamala Harris says, whatever your truth is. In other words, it's subjective. It's uh, whatever you want to believe is your truth. And that goes against the fact that there is absolute truth. There is. Absolutely. There's absolute truth. And when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ by what you know through the Bible, you know you're getting the truth, the very word of God. And that helps keep us from deception in these days but also points us in the right direction and keeps us morally sound.
0: That is so. I love that. Thank you, Nathan, for sharing that. And again, speaking of truth, one of the areas that we have been revealing God's truth has been this amazing prophecies regarding the nation of Israel and the miracle that we see taking place Uh, Even during our time and Nathan, you and I were super excited because last week we were in chapter 37 and we began to talk about this amazing prophecy of this valley of bones and uh, just something miraculously that began to happen as the prophet Ezekiel was told about the future of. Uh, of the, of uh, of Israel, if you will. And you and I left off as we talked about this, this these bones that were coming alive, and uh, you also did a wonderful Bible Prophecy Insight video that spoke about this. But might you be able to recap very quickly, uh, just in case someone wasn't part of last week's program, some of the things that we touched on?
1: Well, as we've been going through the book of Ezekiel, we find that the Jewish people are at an end of themselves as a nation. Hundreds of years of disobeying God, rebellion, corruption, becoming like the evil countries around them. And God says, that's it. I'm going to exile you out of the land. There's going to be a believing remnant, and they will return and rebuild Israel. Well, that happened in 586 BC when Nebuchadnezzar came and besieged Jerusalem and took the Jewish people away. And during that time, a, he had taken a, a Nebuchadnezzar and a few other captives, and he had taken Ezekiel. And Ezekiel became a prophet and he was sent back to Israel and he prophesied on the Lord's behalf about the end of Israel, that, that they're going into exile. And so for the Jewish people, this seemed like it. This seemed like the end of the world to them. But the Lord always gives hope for the future for those who put their faith and trust in him. And so what he's doing in, in chapters 36 and 37 is he's giving a prophecy about the restoration of Israel, that God had made a covenant with Israel. excuse me, that would last forever. And so he'd never give up on the Jewish people. And so, excuse me, he's going to bring a remnant back and rebuild Israel. And he did in about 520 BC, a remnant returned under Zerubbabel and they rebuilt the city and under um, uh, Nehemiah and Ezra, the walls and the temple and everything's put back together. But uh, over time, the, the Jewish people again, lost their passion for the Lord. And so after Jesus came and they rejected their Messiah in 70 AD, the Lord dispersed them again by using the Romans throughout the entire world. But again, that prophecy that we're reading here in 36 and 37 remains, that the Jewish people will be regathered from the four corners of the world, brought back into the Holy Land, and then a miraculous event will give them a heart to return to God as their father. And that's where we are in the narrative.
0: Nathan, I love that. Thank you for the quick recap. And of course, here in chapter 37, they're liking this uh, people, if you will, uh, almost like a cemetery of dead bones. And uh, Nathan, I have not visited a cemetery lately. I don't plan to. But this was a freaky type of thing because here they are exposed to uh, these bones, in a sense. And and then Ezekiel is asked the question, can these bones live? And we talked about in a previous program that it's almost like it's anything too impossible for God to do. And we recognize that nothing is impossible for God. And that's why as we pick it up in Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 7 through 8— want to encourage our listeners to follow along with us. Nate, will you be able to read for us verses 7 and 8 in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Yeah, you know,
1: it's funny you mentioned about graveyards. Uh, my wife and I, for a summer vacation this year, went to Montana, and uh, we were in Bozeman, Montana, one of the, on, on the way back. And we're like, well, let's go to a park, and we're going to go walk along this nature trail. I'm like, oh, that'd be fun. So we're walking along this trail, and we see this gate in the middle of this hedgerow and we're like well what's that let's look in and we peeked in and we found an old graveyard and brother it was wild i'm (laughs) sure we're from the 1800s and so we walked around looking at the old stones and the names and the people who had settled montana before it was even a state and uh so it you're right it kind of reminded me of this prophecy this prophecy of the valley of dry bones where these All these bones that have been long dead and buried and are, will come back together and come to life again. And that's what we're reading here. So, yeah, let's pick up in verse 7. Uh, Ezekiel says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them.
0: Nathan, this is, a, this is amazing, and you and I, of course, we also touched uh, on Genesis chapter 1 and 2 when God created man, and it says that he breathed into his nostrils, and he became a living thing. But here, we're almost seeing like the stages of this prophecy in how God's people are going to come back together. And here, at this point, all the bones, the sinews are put together. It's like you have this, this corpse that's put together, but there's no life yet in it
1: right right and again this is a vision i don't think we're actually looking at bones coming together but it was supposed to signify that the jewish people and nation had been long gone and dead i mean we're not talking about corpses we're talking about the bleached bones i mean this is long long time these uh people have been dead the nation of israel have died technically when when nebuchadnezzar took the jewish people away israel never had uh, control over itself again. Politically, it later had the Sanhedrin, but the Sanhedrin obviously still had to report to the Roman proconsul and, and to uh, like guys like um, Pontius Pilate. But the Jewish people did not become a nation again until May of 1948. And that's what this prophecy is. This prophecy, given thousands of years ago, prophesied in 1948 that the Jewish people would come together as a nation again. They would become a legal nation, and they would be a people once more under a flag and united under a common language, which they also brought back from the dead Hebrew. Uh, They'd have one uh, one of the most powerful armies in the world this day. And so they exist as a nation, but I I like that, what it says here, there was no breath in them. What does that mean? The breath of God, life, true life, the belief in God, the father and his son, Jesus Christ. You know, I was Talking we, and On Christ and Prophecy, we were interviewing uh, a few uh, Messianic Jewish people this year, and one of them told us that, that as more believing Jews move to Israel, that years ago, when it was about 75% secular humanists, that Israel is now down, down about 60% secular humanists. 40% of the country has some belief in God. But this event, which we're reading here, and then we'll read in 38 and 39, will make 100% of the Jewish people return to God. I'm not necessarily a son, Jesus Christ, but definitely to God. So the bones have been come together. It's The country's alive once more, but the Jewish people don't have the breath of life in them just yet.
0: Mm, I man, I love that, Nathan. What a great point you just made. Again, for those of you that maybe just tuned into the program, you tuned into a 2 Bible Prophecy Edition. Nick Batista Nathan Jones us are looking at Ezekiel chapter 37 in our message uh, that we have titled here regarding the dead bones coming back to life. And Nathan, as we look at the breath of God, the Holy Spirit, when he breathes life into something, it truly comes alive. It's no deception. And that's what is being prophesied by the nation of Israel. Speaking, of course, about prophecies in the future, we know in the time of the tribulation, according to Revelation chapter three, there's going to be the Antichrist and a false prophet. And they're going to create this image, if you will, and, and, and uh, It also talks about how this image is going to come to life. And we always see counterfeits and deceptions, right, Nathan? Every time God does something real, the enemy is always right there trying to counterfeit it, if you will.
1: Yeah, this living image that the false prophet sets up and demands that the whole world worship, whether it's a picture on a TV, uh, something robotic, something holographic, uh, we don't know at this time period, but the Bible calls it a living image. It has the appearance of life. Uh, you know, the, the Antichrist is, a, or Satan, we could say, is a great deceiver. And so there's also going to be a false resurrection, too, as Jesus was resurrected from the dead. The Antichrist will have a false resurrection from the dead, too, a deception, whereas Christ was real. So, yeah, Satan is always a dece- He can't create. He can only duplicate and even then poorly. And, and he's, he's a deceiver. So, yeah, the whole world will be deceived by that by the Antichrist's false resurrection and by uh, the living image. But that will happen during the middle of a time period called the tribulation, a prophesied time period where the world will, will be the worst it'll ever be. It'll be like back in the flood again. God's wrath will be upon the earth. And for seven years, 21 judgments of God will be poured out upon this earth. And a lot of the prophecies regarding the tribulation, as it's called the time of Jacob's trouble, in other words, the children of Israel, there has to be in Israel. And so this prophecy that we're reading in Ezekiel 37 is extremely important because if there's no Israel, there's no tribulation. And if there's no tribulation, there's no second coming of Jesus Christ. So, yeah, uh, this we need Israel for these prophecies to come true. And these prophecies have come true in our day and age. Israel is a nation again, brother. So it's why so many Bible prophecy teachers call Israel what? The super sign.
0: Yeah, and Nathan, and not only that, but you mentioned something earlier regarding the Israeli army, and we see that God is gathering his people with a purpose, because as we look at Ezekiel chapter 37, noticing now verses nine and 10, I love these verses because it says, and also he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds of breath and breathe on the slain. That they may live. So I prophesied, and he commanded me, and I and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet. And I love this, Nathan. It says, and "An exceedingly great army." In other words, I'm looking here. You know, part of the the the, the process that we see here, God is bringing His people together. He's going to to uh, put breath in them. He's going to bring this nation alive. But out of them is going to come this army. And Nathan, the Israeli army today is impressive, right?
1: Oh, my goodness, yes. I mean, when you think about Israel as a nation, the late 1900s due to the Zionist movement, uh, the Jewish people started coming back to the land of Israel. Now, when the Romans had besieged Israel in 70 AD, they had stripped the land of all its natural resources, chopped all the trees down. I mean, they had turned Israel into a wasteland. And then in the, during the Bar Kokba rebellion in 135, they punished Israel by renaming the land Palestine as a reference to the Philistines. And they even renamed Jerusalem to, um, uh, shoot, Capitolina. What was the first part of that? Anyway, they gave it a different name than Jerusalem. They were trying to erase the Jewish people's existence off of that land. And so for 2000 years, the land of Israel set dead and desolate. You'd have a few Bedouin living on it, but for the most part, nobody lived in Israel. Matter of fact, when Mark Twain went on a tour of Israel back in the 1800s, he said that they made their way across the land of Israel, formerly known as the land of Israel, and for three days, they didn't see another person. But the Jewish people started coming back. They drained the swamps, and they rebuilt the land, and they made it abundant again, and now Israel is one of the, the bread baskets of the Middle East. And of course, with all that wealth, the Arab world now wants it. And that's where you get, as soon as Israel became a nation in 1948, the, the surrounding Islamic countries attacked and they promised all these Syrians, they said, if you come, you can take the land. And uh, of course, God intervened and in. Israel was survived. And all those people that came to take the land, uh, they weren't let back into Syria and Jordan. And they became known as the palestinian people that's why they're in this day after 70 some years in refugee camps and again and again and again the arab world is tried to take israel away but each time israel has been victorious because the jewish people are are very smart people very technically sound and now you're right brother they have put a tremendous amount of research and energy into their military and even though israel is such a small country it still has one of the most powerful most modern armies in the world. So the Lord restored the land back to the Jewish people. He restored the Hebrew language back to the Jewish people. He gave them authority over their own country, and he gave them a a top-notch military. So all these play into the end times that Israel is those dry bones come back to life. But like you said, they are still missing the soul within them, the, the love of God.
0: Yeah, and and that's why, Nathan, as we look and as we make our way through the Scriptures, again, those individuals that are following along with us, without a doubt, they should be able to see again that this is uh, just a miracle happening right before our eyes. And almost to take all doubt out of what these Scriptures are talking about. The next verses make it so clear that, again, it's undeniable uh, which nation this is speaking of. Nate, will you be able to read for us chapter 37, verses 11 and 12, and I'll read verses 13 and 14 in case someone doesn't have a Bible?
1: Yes, and I had to look that up. Uh, Jerusalem was called Aelia Capitolina. That's what the Romans renamed it. So I'm sorry I forgot the first part there, A-E-L-I-A
0: i oh that's awesome elliot hey i'm learning something new too thank you for that tip
1: (laughs) well i mean that's why when you say have people today say well the the palestinians live in in jerusalem or they live in israel and the jewish people kicked them out that is historically not true whatsoever
0: yeah and and that's why we're, we're, we're putting all these facts together because we want our listeners to be well-informed and look at things from a biblical perspective, how things are falling into place right now. And Nathan, even in these next few verses, we see just the mentioning of the nation, how it's going to, uh, again, fall into line, if you will. So yeah, Nate, if you want to do verses 11 and 12, I'll do 13 and 14 in case someone doesn't have a Bible.
1: Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry. Our hope is lost and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God. Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel.
0: Yeah, then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people and brought you up from your graves, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. And Nathan, with the background and those dates that you gave us earlier, no doubt that God's people have been placed in their land. And historically, we have those dates to prove it.
1: You would think that anyone who read the Bible and saw a nation come back from the dead after 2000 years would say just that, and give Jesus the credit, as he said. I mean, this is the purpose, is, is to bring the Jewish people back, and then everyone says, hey, the Lord did this, the Lord did this. But we've got the Islamic world saying that uh, this is a disaster, you know, with Nakba Day. We've got uh, liberal Christians who say, ah, Israel is just a, a modern-day uh, uh, excuse. It's, it's not real. Uh, it's, it's just we, we took a prophecy and made it happen But we're talking about the nation of the Bible here, the people of the Bible. And God says he promised that he would do it. So when you get these liberal theologians say that that Israel is a modern-day mistake, absolutely not. God said that this would be done to open the Jewish people's eyes, to open the world's eyes and say, hey, the Lord is God. But like like I said earlier, 60% of the Jewish people in Israel are secular humanists. They don't believe in it either. So even the Jewish people are missing the point about this miracle of them regathered back into the land again. But when we get to chapters 38 and 39, that'll change drastically, right?
0: Absolutely. And Nathan, I mean, over and over, it's just amazing the details of these verses and how, again, these people were portrayed as dead bones in a grave because no, never in history has such a thing occurred. The people that have been scattered throughout the world have come together again, kept their language, their nation, their culture, and then back in their land. And this is why this is mind-boggling, the accuracy of Bible prophecy.
1: Oh, I mean, I, I love family history. My brother especially is very big on tracking family history. Uh, I come from the British Isles, a lot of Scottish, which is a mix of a lot of Vikings and Norwegians, uh, Welsh and uh, some British in there. And, and uh, But I don't possess any of that culture or national identity. I can't look to the Viking ancestor. I think in 1000 AD, there was this guy called the ultimate Viking, and he conquered a lot of Scotland, and he founded the gun clan, which is uh, the clan that my grandmother's side of the family came from. But do I say I'm Scottish? No, I say I'm an American. I have no Scottish culture or Norwegian culture in me. And yet we have the Jewish people who were kicked out of the land in 70 AD and Because of the law that they lived by, they they were always anathema in every culture they were in because they were so different. You know, they followed kosher laws. They dressed a certain way. They had certain purification rituals. And the Lord said that he would make sure that they would be anathema to everywhere they go. And when there's persecution, you huddle closer with your own people for strength, and that keeps the culture going. So when the culture of any other nation would have just been wiped out, Over 2,000 years, God kept the Jewish people as a culture. So when he gave them back their land, they could come back and have the Jewish culture and identity. Otherwise, our identities would have been lost long ago.
0: Nathan, and those are are great points. By the way, that's why I knew that you were so manly, man. It must be the Viking in you. Thank you for sharing that with me.
1: Well, I mean, do you ever trace your, I mean, you're from Costa, uh, from, uh, excuse me, Dominican Republic. Uh, have you traced before your ancestors settled in the DR?
0: Yeah, so uh, we come from uh, more or less Spain, from the Spanish side. Uh, so that that's, um, we, we, we're we a little bit of a mixture, but we have Cubans, uh, but primarily from Europe, from Spain.
1: Okay, okay. But you wouldn't say you, you carry any Spanish culture or heritage with you, do you?
0: Not necessarily, Nathan. I've been in the United States of America now for close to fifty years. I'm pretty Americanized, as they say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know, and that's just fifty years. Try two thousand years, and yet the Jewish people today follow right. the same cultural and uh, uh, cult, uh, dietary—that's what the word I'm looking for—dietary practices that they always have. God gave them those and gave them persecution to keep them together. As an entity, so when they go back in the land, they would be the Jewish people, and not, you know, a bunch of mutts like the rest of us. Right. <laughs> there doesn't exist the Mayans aren't going to come back. The Hittites aren't going to come back. You know, the uh, the Polynesians aren't going to form a, a great. Em- no, no one no of these empires are ever going to come back. But the the nation of the Bible has come back, and so the Valley of the Dry Bones prophecy is truly one of the if not one of the greatest miracles that God has done in our age.
0: Oh, that is fantastic, Nathan. Wow, what an eye-opening study this has been. And we hope for those of you that have been part of this program, that the Holy Spirit has opened up your eyes to the truth of what God is doing in these last days. One of the greatest miracles right now is that God is still opening up the hearts and minds of people to receive him. And if you have not given your life to the Lord, we want to ask you, what are you waiting for? The Bible tells us the time is drawing near. The Lord is, can return at any moment for to rapture his church, to take us to heaven, and we don't want anyone to left behind. So if that's you and the Lord has been speaking to your heart, maybe you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Listen, we want to give you an opportunity to turn to Christ right now while there is still time. We see Bible prophets being fulfilled right before our eyes, and we want to give you an opportunity to come to the Lord. You see, the Bible says in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And if your desire is to know Jesus, well, we want to lead you into a very simple prayer, even right now, while we have about a minute left of the program. And if you pray this prayer and you mean it from your heart, God will change your life. And wherever you are right now, you can call on the name of the Lord with a simple prayer by turning to God and saying, God forgive me for my sins. I recognize that I've broken your commandments. I want to invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and to be my friend. And from this day forth, I want to follow you, Jesus. In your name, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. And listen, if you pray that prayer for the first time, we would love to hear from you. We'd love for you to call us at 305-992-9537. Write to us. And uh, Nathan and I will rejoice. We'll give you a Bible and a Bible study guide so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And uh, just rejoice that you have been added to the kingdom of God. And, and Nathan, that's why you and I, we do these programs every week, right? To so give people opportunity to see that there's there's an open door for them to come to Jesus.
1: Bible prophecy shows the miracles of God. It proves that he exists and that he calls us all to salvation. So, yeah, if we didn't have a salvation message, we'd be missing the whole point of teaching Bible prophecy, right?
0: Praise the Lord. And and, and that's why we're so excited for those of you that maybe trusted in God. And, of course, we've come to the end of this uh, segment of our program. But we thank you for being part of our program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye to the Lord, bless you, and keep you. May his face shine upon you. We hope you have a wonderful week. The good news is finally here. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3:16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him